0: Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com slash startups. Howdy, folks. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. I'm Jacob Cohen, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be talking about TikTok and elections. Why? Because TikTok is the most popular social app on the planet, But it's also fighting an uphill battle against misinformation. In 2020, TikTok wasn't nearly as popular during that election, so this wasn't as much of an issue. But now, with over a billion users and midterms around the corner, the spotlight is on the app to prove itself. We'll get into that soon. But before we do, let's take a quick look at what else is going on in the business and tech world. Let's get lacking. All right, first things first, Signify health stock jumped 32% following reports that Amazon wants to add it to its growing healthcare roster. The home health services technology provider could be valued at more than $8 billion in an acquisition. Just yesterday, by the way, we discussed on this pod why it may make a lot of sense for America to have a Dr. Bezos. So if you want to learn more on that, you can go give it a quick listen. Moving along, Instacart is making bags. The company saw orders and revenue grow sizably in the second quarter as the company heads toward an IPO potentially later this year. Revenue climbed 39% year over year to $621 million, the most ever for Instacart. Orders grew 25% to $65 million, which is a lot of orders if you think about it. And this is a great sign for the company that as stores are now wide open, it's still doing really nicely. So good job, Instacart what else do we got? Game of Woes. Millions of people were watching HBO's House of the Dragon premiere on Sunday night. So many millions, in fact, that thousands of people reported their devices crashed. You know, I saw a neat clip yesterday someone took outside of an apartment building and you could see just how many of the apartments were all unknowingly watching the premiere at the same time. It was a pretty cool video. Uh, And I think it's especially cool because that just happens less and less in today's streaming binging age. So, Cool stuff there. In other news, Ford is cutting around 3,000 white-collar and contract jobs in the U.S., Canada, and India as it restructures around its electric future. Also, Zoom is Zooming a little bit slower. Shares fell after hours yesterday after the company lowered its full-year earnings expectations and reported revenue in the second quarter grew just 8% year-over-year. Year. I guess everyone who kind of needs Zoom probably already has it, and... Uh, Probably more and more people are needing it a little less these days with offices opening back up. And finally, got a little bit of a downer. It was the worst day of trading yesterday. Since mid-June, investors are anticipating what could be a volatile week of trading ahead of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's latest comments on inflation, which will be made at the Central Bank's annual Jackson Hole Economic Symposium, which sounds like a lovely place to be. Nothing I want to do more than go fly fishing with J Powell and Jackson Hole. All right, and with that, let's talk about TikTok's plans to not screw up midterms. So TikTok is a very interesting thing. On the one hand, it's great because uh, a few minutes ago, I just watched a hilariously remixed video of an interview of a kid eating a cob of corn. Uh, It was turned into a song, and it was extremely entertaining. I recommend you go listen to it, link to it in the newsletter today. But it's less great in that it's also relatively easy for something like political misinformation to do the exact same thing go viral. For context, TikTok has struggled with election misinformation both in the United States and countries around the globe. For instance, the New York Times found that in Germany's last national election, TikTok accounts were impersonating prominent political figures. It also found in Columbia, posts were falsely attributing a candidate's quotes to a cartoon villain In the Philippines, clips amplified positive myths about the country's former dictator, which helped his son win a presidential race. And in Africa, where Kenya had a presidential elections last week, doctored photos of a candidate holding a knife got a half million views before being taken down. So you get the point, right? And in the U.S., misinformation on TikTok has also proven to be a problem, not just political misinformation, by the way, but also across health and food-related subjects, too. And now researchers are concerned about what could come as midterms near. So one problem unique to TikTok is that people really, really like watching TikToks, (laughs) more so than spending time scrolling Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, which have also had their fair share of misinformation problems. Check this out, though. In the second quarter, the average time a user spent on TikTok was 95 minutes a day, Compare that to YouTube, where users spent 74 minutes in the app each day, or Instagram users who spent 51 minutes in the app each day, Facebook 49 minutes, and Twitter just 29 minutes a day. So in a sense, you have more than three times the literal time to potentially see, share, or interact with misinformed content on TikTok than you do on Twitter, per se. And this shows itself in the data. During the first quarter of 2022, more than 60% of videos on TikTok with harmful misinformation were seen by people before they were taken down. And when behavioral scientists worked with TikTok to attach warnings to such posts, they found that while sharing them dropped by 24%, viewership only went down 5%. So like I said, people like watching TikToks. Unfortunately, whether the information is informed or not. One challenge TikTok has is that it's a video and audio first platform. It's harder to detect misinformation in those formats than in text, though still the company has struggled with text too. For instance, the New York Times said it saw that users were reportedly blocked from searching the Stop the Steal hashtag, but Stop the Steal with four L's notched a million views until the New York Times literally called up TikTok and told them what was going on. So Though TikTok does already do some things like partner with fact-checking organizations and many various forms of content moderation, it's still relatively easy to get past its textual filters by just getting a little creative. But there is good news. How about that? Good news. TikTok is working harder to better protect users as the upcoming midterms near. They're implementing all kinds of measures to cut off the misinformation fuel on multiple fronts. For one, they're improving labeling on political videos, which people can use to access an election center with related information from authoritative sources in 45 languages. Not bad. They're also strongly enforcing their paid political ad ban, even for videos influencers make on behalf of others. So the concerns here are obviously legit, but these moves should help. The main takeaway here is that when it comes to TikTok, The same features, algorithms, and qualities that make it so entertaining can also make it exceedingly hard to prevent misinformation from spreading. During the 2020 election, TikTok wasn't nearly as popular as it is today, so this really wasn't, like I said, a widespread concern. But now, with the average user spending over 11 hours a week in the app, the spotlight is on TikTok to prove itself. It's putting in the effort, but time will tell if it works. And bada bang, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is the lovely Robert Hartwig. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter, which you can sign up for at thehustle.co. Hope you have a terrific Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow.